Welcome to City Talks, a monthly podcast looking at the big issues facing UK cities and the latest thinking on urban policy. I'm your host, Andrew Carter, from the think tank Centre for Cities. I hope you enjoy the episode. Welcome to this episode of City Minutes. I'm Andrew Carter from the Centre for Cities, and today I'm joined by my colleague, Valentin Quino, to talk about her latest briefing, looking at what's happening to the high streets in cities and big towns across the UK as they continue their recovery from the pandemic. The briefing, called Home Working and the High Street, uses spend and footfall data to look at the impact that home working is having on local businesses, how important it is for the urban high street, the office workers return, and what prospects it faces if they don't. So Valentin, let's start off with uh, going back to pre-pandemic times. Give us a sense as to how urban high streets were performing before the pandemic happened? Well, yes, that's a really good um, starting point because, you know, to understand the impact homeworking has on the high street, you have to look at the role workers played um, on and for the high street uh, before before COVID. So what we know in, in a nutshell is that workers were really an essential part of the market an essential part of the customer base for a number of shops, cafes and restaurants. So we don't have any data directly on how much workers specifically uh, spent, but there are a number of metrics that um, show that having uh, office workers around did benefit the high street. So not all city centres had loads of workers in them. I'll give examples um, in a minute. But in those places that um, had uh, workers in them, high streets tended to do pretty well. So for instance, if you look specifically um, at places that were office hubs before COVID. That includes the UK's uh, larger city centres like London, Manchester, Birmingham, but also smaller places um, like Reading or Milton Keynes, to name a few. Um, They had daily inflows of commuters with money to spend on the high streets, and that essentially boosted demand for local services. And so coming back to those specific metrics that show the importance of workers, um, in those places that had loads of office jobs in them, the amenity offer was pretty good, and perhaps an even clearer indicator is that vacancy rates were lower than in places that didn't play such a strong role as a place of work, like Burnley, uh, Blackburn, or Lancaster. So the performance and health of the high street was really dependent on the strength of the local economy, and more specifically on the presence of um, on the presence of office workers. And that really varied between places with a pretty clear north-south divide. I think that's the first part of the answer. And the second thing we found is that in those places that were office hubs, it's mostly the food and drink sector that benefited the most uh, from the presence of workers. So, you know, they'd spend money on morning coffees, on lunchtime sandwiches or evening drinks, uh, perhaps more than in any other sector like fashion or retail. Good overview of the state of play before the pandemic. Talk to us then about what happened during the pandemic. Talk but it's about you know the, the initial decline, then the rate of recovery, and then how that kind of differed between these different types of cities that we that you've just been talking about. Well, lockdowns and, and, and homeworking guidance essentially changed the geography of where we work. So what COVID did was to decouple the jobs from the office and the high street that surrounds it. So during lockdowns, it's those places like London, like Manchester, Reading, Milton Keynes, that were the hardest hit because you know, they were office hubs before COVID, 
And because of that, they were much more vulnerable to the shift to the you know, work from home. Um, so we looked at this in um, our outlook publication earlier this year um, in terms of lost sales. Um, you know, London was by far the most affected. It lost um, nearly a year worth of sales between, I think, March 2020 and September 2021. Um, and other places like Manchester, Reading and Birmingham were also um, you know, affected um, and hardest hit. Um, and you know, much more than weaker places where work from home had less of an impact uh, because they didn't have many jobs in them in the first place anyway. So that tells us a story about, again, about how different places react and the rate of recovery, some recovering much more quickly than others, in part because, uh, because of the characteristics of those sorts of places. So, so now bring us up to date. Give us the, the latest picture. Obviously, we've been without restrictions for quite a while. Places have been recovering at different rates. Paint the picture of where we are uh, currently using the latest data. Well, so the, the homeworking guidance was was lifted for the second time in, in January this year. Um, and you know, many office workers have returned. I think that's maybe the first thing to say, perhaps more than some initially expected. Um, but still, it's clear that working patterns have changed. It's clear that people aren't coming every day. Um, and so the result of that is that in those places that are still missing workers, that were office hubs for COVID and that still have pretty high homeworking rates, um, sales in the high streets are still below where they were in 2019. Um, and because it was particularly reliant on office workers before COVID, in those places specifically, it's the food and drink sector that has taken the brunt. Again, that's not the case everywhere, but specifically in those places um, that had loads of workers in them before COVID. So that's the sign that workers missing is the main reason why they're struggling. So you know, I mentioned uh, earlier cities like uh, Reading, Milton Keynes, Manchester, in those places, the, the food and drink sector is still 15 to 20 points um, below its baseline level. And I think the interesting thing here is that this really strongly contrasts to how they perform on the weekend. So if you take London, for instance, uh, the food and drink sector is back around 80% uh, between Monday and Thursday. But on the weekend, it's back 95%. So central London has bounced back from a leisure perspective, which is really good news. You know, it's a sign that people are still keen to spend money on the high street. But what it shows is that unless commuters return, then it's unlikely that um, it completely bounces back to where it was before. So I think the conclusion from a research perspective here is that in these city centers that performed quite well before COVID, because they had loads of workers in them, getting workers back is the biggest challenge for the high streets. Um, and we've quantified this um, in, in the report. So it's around you know, 70 to 90% of the full gap to recovery that has to come from weekdays, has to come from workers returning. That's a great point to, to finish on. And, and obviously we don't yet know whether places will uh, get back fully you know since they won't recover fully we'll have to see how that is places are, are recovering at different rates some have made full recovery some have made partial recovery as you said it's unknown yet i think as to whether places get back to that 100 percent or at least pre-pandemic which i think is an interesting question so what, what does that mean think about what next so given the uncertainty we don't know how this is going to play out what are we saying to cities and and uh, policymakers about how they should think about the the, the next uh, phase in the development of their high streets? So I think it's important here to distinguish between um, the short term and the medium to long term here. So in the short term, the short answer is that in those places we've just talked about, 
the recovery for local businesses will be tied to the return of workers. So, you know, that doesn't mean that people have to come back. We're not being dogmatic here. But it means that if this is the new normal, if hybrid becomes the norm, um, then a number of businesses will have to adapt to having fewer customers, particularly in the food and drink sector. Then, you know, in the long term, they can adapt. They can change their business model towards uh, weekend trade, for instance. But I think in terms of the role of policy, I think there are two priorities. One is to create more jobs in city centers uh, to make them more attractive as a place to do business. Um, you know, and even if workers don't come to the office five days a week, it will still increase the size of the market for local businesses. So you know, to get their investing in skills, to attract high value, high paid jobs should clearly be top of the, of the agenda. Then I think that the second thing is that uh, we need to help places adapt be more flexible to the way demand changes between office, commercial, and residential space. So, you know, there's a bit of a tension here. Um, you know, we hear a lot that because of the shifts to home working, uh, many city centers will need, will not need as much office space as they uh, did before. But at the same time, having enough office space available is key to attract um, good jobs and high value jobs that are beneficial for the high street. So there's a bit of a tension here to, to solve. And I think it's all about finding the right, the right balance. So you know, we'll need flexibility. We need to be better at repurposing vacant units. Um, and you know, the recent um, commercial property reform should help uh, with that. So I'd say flexibility and balance are the two elements that local policymakers uh, should have in mind to help high streets and city centers adapt and, and thrive. Excellent. Thank you very much, uh, Valentine. You can find the, the briefing and all our work on high streets, city centres and how they were affected and are recovering from the pandemic on our website, centreforcities.org. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to this episode of City Talks brought to you by Centre for Cities. You can find us on iTunes and Stitcher by searching Centre for Cities. Please rate, review and subscribe if you liked what you heard. You can also follow the centre on Twitter at Centre for Cities or like us on LinkedIn for the latest updates on what the centre is up to. If you have any comments on the episode or suggestions for topics we should cover in the future, we'd love to hear from you. Do tweet us or send an email to info at centreforcities.org. The music was from Palace Fires by Johnny Foreigner. Used with permission and all rights are reserved.